This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. Well, it's been a couple days since the debacle against the Vancouver Canucks. A few things have happened since that game. And of course, you heard me tell you last time about Chad Johnson being picked up by the Ducks. But on Monday at practice, Robert Bortuzzo and Zach Sanford got into it big time. It was a huge fight. A lot of people are saying this just shows how dysfunctional the team is. They hate each other. What's going on? Guys shouldn't be fighting like this. I'm going to set the record straight on this. Fights do happen in practice. They happen a lot, of course, during training camp because guys are trying to make their mark. But they do happen in practice. This is not unprecedented at all. People are freaking out over it. When guys get frustrated, it boils over into practice. You want guys to show emotion. You want guys to show they care. Maybe at that moment they're pissed off at the other player, but it doesn't mean they hate that other player. It doesn't mean they want that other player gone. It just means they're frustrated. They want everybody to play better. So all the Blues fans out there that are really wigging out over this, it's okay. It does happen. Now, going into this next game against the Panthers, would that feistiness from that practice have an effect on the Blues game against Florida? Well, if it did, it didn't show up in the first period because the Panthers got on the board first to take a one to nothing lead. Steen winds it around the boards. Pareko's pressured by Dadnoff. Played up the wall. Barkov ties up Steen, forces a turnover. Tuberto in front for Dadnoff, he scores! Another takeaway from Alexander Barkov. Sets up the first goal of the game, one nothing Florida. Pareko gets plenty of ice time without Petrangelo in the lineup. He gives the puck away, and that's what gets started. And then he's watching the play. So Perenko never noticed that Dadnoff snuck in behind him, got in the open, and put the puck away. That's exactly right. Perenko gave the puck up, which started the opportunity. And then he loses track of Dadnoff, gets too enamored by what's going on around him. He overskates Dadnoff. Dadnoff gets the puck and puts it past Jake Allen. That goal would be Evgeny Dadnoff's 14th of the year. He's played very good this year. Huberto gets his 27th assist, 27th assist, and we thought Ryan O'Reilly was the top assist person. He's had a massive year also. 15 minutes, 29 seconds into the first, the Blues are down one to nothing because of a mistake. The Blues did outshoot Florida 10 to 5 in the first period, but don't let that fool you. They did not play well at all in the first period. We were hoping for something better in the second but it was a lot of the same things we've seen in the first period. Guys making mistakes. They weren't shooting the puck when they had an opportunity to shoot the puck to score. They were timid in the offensive zone. And they were lackluster in the defensive zone. And Jake Allen really had to save them in that second period. Florida outshot them 13-9. to So we go into the third period. 
The Blues are only down one to nothing. Regardless of how they played, they're still in this game. So which team that's underperformed this year would take over in the third period? Well, it would be the Blues on two quick early goals, one by Ivan Barbashev and one by David Perron, who just had a killer game last night after setting out the Vancouver game. Barkov centers it. Way back to Yandel. Broken up in Sundquist. With Thomas out of the box. Two on one. And a pass to Thomas off the leg of Yandel. Now Thomas again. In front of Barbershop. He scores! Out of the penalty box pops Robert Thomas. A great read by Sundquist in the defensive zone following this very fortunate bounce off the pipe. And boy, can Jake Allen, the Blues, use that one. Sundquist reads the pass by Yandel, picks it off, tries to go across to Thomas. But then Thomas follows it up with this nice little move from behind the net against a tired power play group who could barely get back in the defensive zone and couldn't read it. Of the year. And the Blues tie the game at 128. Two goals in his last four. The Blues, now they go back on top with a quick goal. And it's 2-1. to one. How about that? From a healthy scratch to a one-timer under the bar and in. What a shot by DP57. That's the kind of play you're looking for on the power play. This comes at even strength. Roberto Luongo goes to play it to Matheson, a poor giveaway to Schwartz, who quickly plays it to David Perron, and in one quick motion, it is in the net. Two goals in 11 seconds. And for Perron, his first goal in five, ninth of the year. And just like that, the Blues lead 2-1. to Sunquist one. started the play on that first goal. Just a great play by him. Goes into the zone. Thomas has the puck. He ends up behind the net with it. Barbashev's all alone in front of the goal. Puts it past Luongo, his fourth goal of the year. Thomas gets his seventh assist. Sunquist gets his third assist. A minute, 28 seconds in, and we're tied at one. But as you heard from that second clip, they were still announcing that first goal by Barbashev. Perron gets his ninth goal of the year. Schwartz gets his eighth assist. A minute, 39 in. It's a two-to-one game. The Blues are up, and we're feeling pretty good at this point because this team actually showed up in the third period. First two periods, they really didn't. But this period, they came out flying. But David Perron was not done. Just about nine and a half to ten minutes later, he would get his second goal of the game to make it three-to-one Blues. And Shen swings back, now finds Schwartz. He flies down the wing. Good outside speed for Perron in front. They score! Another goal by David Perron, and it's 3-1. Didn't look like it went in clean, but a good execution nonetheless. Braden Shen loves to get that puck in his own zone and through the neutral zone with speed. Then he finds the speedy Schwartz on the left. Perron shot. He's trying to pass the puck over there to Shen. It goes off a body and into the net. When things go bad for you, they go really bad. When things go good for you, they go really, really good. That goal by Perron was just a fluke goal. He was trying to pass it to Shin. It went off a Florida player and into the net for David Perron's 10th goal of the year. Schwartz gets his 9th assist. Shin gets his 11th assist. And the Blues are up 3-1 to one with a commanding lead. But Florida wasn't done. It was just like the Blues were on a high. The fans were going crazy. And just 34 seconds later, Mackenzie Weger leads the rush, gets the center and shoots in. Hunt after the puck. Pesic will pinch. And Pesic gets it to McCann. Panthers looking for a response. And the shot, they get one! Right
Mackenzie Wieger, and the Panthers able to cash in and right back to a one-goal game. Is that huge? Wieger's first of the year set up by McCann. One-goal game again. A lost assignment there by the Blues D. Wieger comes in from the point. Nobody's really watching him, and he puts one past Jake Allen. But in all honesty, Jake should have had that one. Jake had played well in the first two periods, but that one is on Jake Allen. McKenzie Wieger gets his first goal of the year. McCann gets his sixth assist. Pizik gets his third assist, 11 minutes, 46 seconds in. We've got a one-goal game again. After this point, I thought Florida was a little more intense than the Blues. The Blues kind of stood back a little bit like they do sometimes when they get a lead. And when they do that, you guys know what happens. It bites them big time. Now that time, Allen recovered very well. Yandel keeps it in. Barkoff after it again. The Panthers have a spark here with Huberno in front. Score! Mike Hoffman has tied the game at three. Huberno set him up. What a response by the Panthers in the third period. Two goals by the St. Louis Blues, or three in a row, as a matter of fact. And finally, the Florida Panthers have responded to tie it up. Another bad play by Pareko. He lost Hoffman, allowed Hoffman to get position on him. Hoffman skated in front of the net, got the pass from Huberto, and it's tied 3-3. Three to three. That goal's not on Jake Allen. Hoffman gets his 15th goal of the year. Huberto gets his 28th assist. Barkov gets his 17th assist. 13 minutes, 14 seconds in. We're tied at 3-3. Three to three. Can the Blues come back? They haven't played well since they took the lead 3-1. to one. They allowed the Panthers to get back into this game on some mistakes, one by Jake Allen and then one by Hoffman. Can they regroup and come back and take this game? Well, that's exactly what they would do. Braden Shim would get his seventh goal of the year to get the win for the Blues and make it four to Cross three. Cross corner, dump it. Shen is after it, but he overskates it. And now Perron all over Barkov, and Perron emerges with it. Plays it back for Dunn. And a dry rebound. They score! Shan! And the Blues go back on top! What a magic recipe. Get the puck from inside the blue line and get it on net. And that's exactly what Dunn does. Seems simple, but it's not that easy to get it through when you've got layers and layers of players, both on the opposition and your own. Good work down low by the group of David Perron and Shen. Schwartz came for a change. Steen jumped out on the ice. It opens up the lane. The defenseman got aware of him, and it left Graydon Shen all alone for the go-ahead goal. There's nothing Luongo could really do on that one. A good pass from Steen to Braden Shen. Shen gets his seventh goal of the year. Steen gets his sixth assist. The youngster Dunn gets his eighth assist, and I thought Vince Dunn had a pretty good game. 16 minutes, 5 seconds in, the Blues took the lead 4-3, to three, and that's the way the game would end. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal, the Blues 33, Panthers had 25, Faceoffs deadlocked even at 50%. The Panthers had two power play opportunities, didn't convert on any. The Blues had three and didn't convert on any. The Blues out hit the Panthers 17-12, they out blocked the Panthers 19-14. And they had eight giveaways to the Panthers, five. Let's go ahead and hear from David Perron, who had a huge night. Alex Steen, who assisted on that last goal. And, of course, Coach Berube on a win over the Panthers. Oh, there was more consistency, that's for sure. Like, even if we're down one nothing after two, uh, 
thought we were playing pretty good. We are carrying the play for the most part. And you had to hope and, and kind of keep doing the same thing that it was going to come. And we were around the edge there after a second. You got to kill that big, big one right away in the first shift. And, and then obviously Barbie got us going. Both, both of yours seemed like looked like they were one timers from a, a similar spot. Yeah. Uh, did, did Schwartz kind of help set you up on both of those? Well, for sure, he's uh, he's a good player and uh, he makes good plays. Uh, the first one is just a good read by him. I think his uh, their goalie touched it and went through the le legs of the D man and quick reaction by him to, to kind of get himself opened up and look in the slot and. Was a good shot for sure, and the second one, same thing, and by Schwartzy, and uh, I just kind of was looking towards uh, Shanner a little bit there, and deflected one in. It was important not to panic after they get the two quick ones and tie it back up with the way some of the things that have been going. You guys it's seem like you important started. not to panic, <laughs> always, yeah. and we've done that too much this year. We heard so much yeah, about like confidence or lack of confidence when they tied the game up. Did the team keep its confidence? Today? It's yeah, it felt like it. Uh, I don't know if it was a timeout or anything, but uh, sure, let's give it to Chief. There he took a timeout, got us regrouped, and uh, found a way to, to keep going and get the next one. I, th I thought we played much a much more mature game. I thought, uh, you know, obviously giving up a 3-1 three, three lead is not optimal, but at the same time, we, we stuck with it, and, and um, you know, we had a good chat on the bench, and... and we got that fourth one, and that's bottom line. I think the, the whole, the way that we played that game, we were down one nothing and didn't overreact to anything. We kind of stuck to what we said was going to be our game plan, and um, in a mature manner, um, you know, got the outcome. Did you sense just more jump and more bite in your game in the third period? Uh, I think that's we were. Yeah. All play. Uh, yeah, I think in general, I thought our, our attitude and and. Uh, the predictability to each other was there, and then obviously there's some things that we got to clean up and make sure that we we a uh, couple of details that that uh, you know obviously end up in chances against or uh, tonight a couple goals against that we'll we'll obviously discuss in the next couple of days. But um, it was uh, I liked our attitude even even down one the whole two periods came out big kill in the third. Um, you know, obviously, Jakey made some timely saves, and we can go the other way and get two. Uh, yeah, we get the third one, and then for sure. we got to finish out the game. Uh, we, but I thought our again, game was solid all, a, all the way through, though. You know, we did a good job. Did you have uh, just a different mindset, uh, more bite to your game in the third period? Then when? Uh, I don't know. I thought we had a real good first period, too. thought that um, first period, though, we had, a, we had a lot of missed shots on net, but uh, we had a lot of attempts. We just didn't hit the net. Second period, um, they, they, pushed, they pushed back a little bit, and uh, we just we, didn't, we weren't clean enough, I thought, in the neutral zone and things like that. We didn't get a deep, and our forward check wasn't the same in the second period as it was the first and the third. Your, your PK has been, been very good lately, and how key was it killing off it? That kind of, you know, the span of two periods. Yeah, it's obviously very important. Um, PK has been excellent. Um, did, they did a good job. You know, again, we, we took uh, too many men penalty, and uh, that's a huge kill. Like, like the response from David Braun, right? Yeah, yeah. that line was great. They, had, they, they were solid, and 
obviously produced for us tonight, which is key, and that's what we need from them. Yes, I did. Actually, I thought it was, you know, guys were good. We, uh, you know, we just talked a little bit there and calmed it down and went out and played. And I thought we, I thought we played really well after that. It didn't seem like you were getting to the net much earlier in the game. And then you had Shen right there and a couple other players. Is that something you talked about? Uh, it's all, we talk about it all the time uh, before the game too. Like I said, in the first period, I think that, you know, we would have been at the net, but we missed a lot of shots that, you know, went wide and it didn't generate getting to the net, you know? So we got to we got to hit the net. Craig, the goal off of the uh, referee, have you ever seen anything like that? And did you think right away it was a goal? Or? I knew it wasn't a goal because I think I have seen that before where the, it hit the referee and went in and didn't count. So I kind of knew in the back of my mind that it might not be a goal. Bertuzzo had to be disappointed. Huh? <laughs> he thought he'd get over it. Uh, He'll get over it. Yeah, I, I don't think many of your players knew, knew the rules. So. Well, I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. Like, it's it's not a rule that most most people know. Or, but um, I, I be honest with you, I can't remember where I've seen it, but I know I have seen it. <clears throat> Now, I would disagree that the Blues carried the play in the first period. I don't think either team played very well. Was it the Blues' worst effort? Probably not. But was it a very good effort? No, I would say average at best. So for David Perron to say they carried the play in the first period is a little bit of an overstatement. Don't get me wrong, they didn't play bad. It just wasn't a super strong period for them. And uh, Coach Brubay is right. In the second period, Florida really gave them a big pushback. And the Blues did have issues finding the net. But one thing I did like was the way they were going to the net. Every time they'd get into the offensive zone, guys were heading towards the net or they were standing in front of Luongo. They were making it difficult for Florida in front of the net, and that's what they have to do. But in the third period, the Blues, for half of it, looked pretty good. And then they kind of fell apart, let Florida back in. But you know what? They showed a lot of character. They stayed cool. They stayed calm, even though it got tied 3-3. Three to three. They continued doing what they needed to do, and they got that fourth goal to win the game 4-3. to three. They showed a little bit of fight. Did they allow Florida to come back? Yes. But they stopped it right there. They took the game into their hands, and they made sure they won this game. You can't ask for more than that. Teams are going to fall behind. All you want is for a team to show some effort, showed heart, they still fought. They could have easily just folded and, oh man, I can't believe they tied it. But no, they didn't do that. That really showed me a lot with this team. Now, there was one play that was a little bit of a fluke. Robert Bortuzzo's heading into the zone. He shoots the puck. It goes off the ref. It shocks Luongo and it goes past him and into the goal. A lot of St. Louis fans are saying that's a goal. That's definitely a goal. I've never heard that before. It's got to be a goal. No. If it goes off the ref and directly into the net, it doesn't matter if it touches Luongo. If it ends up going into the net, it's not a goal. However, if it would have hit off the ref and then hit off a Blues player and went into the goal, it would have been a good goal. If it would have hit off the ref and hit a Panthers player, it would have been a good goal. 
But the key there is in section 85.4 that basically states the rule. It cannot go into the goal directly. Now, a lot of people are going, but it touched Luongo. It touched Luongo. He's the goalie. You cannot shoot a puck off of a ref past the goalie. If a ref was standing next to the net, if a guy shot it at him on purpose and it went off of the goalie's pad and in, you think that should be a goal? No, it shouldn't. You wouldn't want it to be that way if it was your team. And if they had it to where you could do that, do you realize how many people would be trying to shoot the puck at the ref? So that's it on that one. That was not a goal. The Blues have a big game coming up against Colorado on Friday. Can we get a two-game winning streak? Uh, Jeremy Rutherford put something out today that uh, everybody on this team basically is available if a team calls and people are wigging out. They're, oh, Tarasenko's going to be gone. The Blues are trying to trade Tarasenko. That's not it. GMs receive calls day in and day out about players. Every day, GMs call each other. And they find out what players are available, what players are not. If they want to start working a deal for that player, if they are available. This isn't something new. And I don't know why Blues fans are having such a cow that we can't get rid of Tarasenko. We can't get rid of this guy. There's very few guys in this league who are untouchable. And I mean very few. If somebody offers you something you cannot refuse for a guy, you have to take it. You have to, because it's making your team better. And I don't want Tarasenko to go. I don't want Shin to go. There's several guys on this team I don't want to go. But if somebody comes up to you and blows you away with an offer, you have to at least consider it. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.